Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and user stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. My guest today is Christina Jandali. Now, she helps entrepreneurs monetize and grow a Facebook group. I know there's heaps of different ways you can do that. Fortunately, today's not going to be too much of a lecture. I do want to bring her on um, just to hear some of her journey, journey, and I think you'll be finding it really interesting because she made a bunch of money in her mid-20s, lost it all, restarted again, and one of the vehicles was a Facebook group. So, we're going to get inside of the ins and outs, especially around the mindset, and towards the end, we're going to talk more on um, growing and monetizing a Facebook group with a really cool growth strategy I think you'll enjoy. But without further ado, let's introduce my guest today, Christina Jandali. Hey, this is Jules Dan here from Storytelling Secrets. I'm joined by Christina Jandali from DeliverYourGenius.com. Christina, thanks a lot for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. Look, I'm really pumped for you and I to have a chat about Facebook groups. No one and no one has chatted about that on the podcast yet, so super pumped. But I would like to hear everyone's got a unique story. Uh, I would love to hear your backstory to how you got to where you are today and what you're focusing on in your business right now. Yes. Yeah, so, so my background actually used to be in wealth management and finance years ago. My it's like called my pre- previous life. <laughs> it's funny. It's like internet years is like expanded out. It's like the whole previous life. But my previous life, I used to be in corporate and in wealth management. And yep. um, when my daughter was born, I knew that because I live in BC and Vancouver, I would be tied to my desk for stock market hours. So stock market would open 6.30 AM Pacific. So when I had my daughter thinking of like schlepping her off to daycare, I'd have to drop her off 5 AM to get in, to get to the office on time. And it just, I just knew that it wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And it was kind of like one of those things that that pushed me, you know, pushed me over the edge with that, as well as the fact of recognizing that even though I had outward from the outside, looking in all the things that I wanted, the corporate job, the husband, the baby, the money in the bank, the house, all the things that you think that you'd want. There was still a piece of me that felt like there was something that was missing and I didn't know what it was, but I knew that it wasn't the life I was currently living. And, and I knew that I wanted to set a good example for my daughter, for her to go after whatever she wanted to do in life. And I wasn't doing that. So took me until my second child before I actually finally realized, okay, it's probably time. (laughs) It's time to get out of thinking about it and dreaming about it to actually get started. And so when I started on, uh, when I started uh, coaching, consulting, Uh, things just happened way slower than I expected. And I remember just feeling frustrated thinking that like looking at the numbers that I was generating my business and they were nowhere near what I'd hoped. And just having those moments of frustration, like, is this even worth it? What's the point? Am I cut out for this? What am I missing? Yeah. All those conversations. Yeah. were coming up and I knew there had to be a better way. And out of frustration, I remember thinking back to a conversation that I'd had with one of my mentors uh, when I was in in the wealth uh, in the financial space, and I remember her telling me that the secret to success was about building relationships. 
And I thought, well, how am I building relationships with my people when I'm building this list and I'm emailing my list, but I don't know who's on the other side of it. I don't really know who I'm speaking to. I don't know if they're, if it's landing with them, if they get it, if they don't get it, you know, the few people that might respond. And I thought, Mm -hmm. well, how can I really build those relationships with my people? And I realized I could do it with a free Facebook group. So I started my free Facebook group. I was all excited. I'm like, okay, I don't want to have a ghost town. I need people. (laughs) I need bodies. And so I got started with my free Facebook group and I had a $30,000 a month, which blew my mind because I had never even hit 10K before. So I knew it was onto something. And and from that point on, I was pretty much sold on the using Facebook groups as a tool for your business. Okay. Well, interesting story. It sounded like from from your your history that you didn't know what that thing was in terms of you had you had all the things that society tells you that you need to be to have happiness. Was that one thing? It sounded like freedom or autonomy to do what you wanted and to live with your family. Yeah, I think that. I, th- I think it was like, I think you're at, now hitting it at like, you know, talking about like, what is it that you actually want? Mm. And we, we do everything, what, what we're told, what we should do, what we should like, all of those things. And, and, and we miss out on the opportunity of actually like, what do I want? Like, what do I want to create? What do I want to have? Yeah. And uh, did you pinpoint exactly what that was? Or if, if, if we covered it and I just missed it, my bad. Yeah. No, I, I knew that I wanted to help people. I knew yep. that I wanted to help people. I knew that I wanted to make an impact. I knew that I wanted to make a difference and yep. you could package that up and create it different ways. And I actually think it took a while for me to figure out what that one thing was. And I ultimately think that it came down with defining what my niche was. Like who was I really meant to serve in the world and how was I meant to serve them? I knew that I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make an impact. Um, and in the financial space sure, I was helping wealthy people get rich, <laughs> richer, <Yep. laughs> um, but it wasn't fulfilling. And, and so when I started my um, coaching and consulting, I was, I spent some time working with financial advisors and helping them grow and scale their businesses. And that wasn't fulfilling either. It felt like it was still in the box and like in the confines of being told what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And I think ultimate freedom is to be able to do what you want, when you want to do it and how you want to do it. And, um, and so I started working with business owners, but it took me a while to really nail down who I was really meant to serve. And you know, today I have the opportunity to serve coaches and course creators and, and, um, and change makers in helping get their word, their transformational programs out into the world in a more scalable leverage basis so that it has the ripple effect that the people that I get to serve get to make a difference for others. Yeah. So it sounds like, like you said, you wanted to help people who, um, you want to make an impact, make a difference with your work. It sounds like the people you're trying, you're working with right now, you know, they've got a bit of momentum behind me, but they need that extra something, that push to help them get to that, that level that they've always wanted. Um, it, it, and that's what gives you that satisfaction and um, fulfillment. Is that sound right? right? Rather than just helping someone get insane, who's already more wealthy, getting more insanely wealthy. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yes. I think that I, I want, I want, you know, I, I really believe, like my vision, my mission is to create millionaires and helping create millionaires. And, and, um, and so with that, it's like, you know, yes, you have the opportunity before I was like taking millionaires and turning them to multi-millionaires and helping them grow, but it's like creating the lifestyle of wealth and creating that lifestyle of freedom. Okay, cool. Now you touched on before you just like skimmed over the details a little bit. And that's why I want to dig into it. You know, you just started this free Facebook group. Oh, I made 30 K in my first month. Awesome. Well, how does one do that? You know, there are a lot of different, there's a lot of noise on how to start a Facebook group or let alone how to nurture a Facebook group. I think that's really important. Um, 
what was what was that first few could you walk us through those first few weeks or so that when you started inviting people what 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 did it look like when they first got in there and then how did you transition into your offer yeah so i actually focused at the first i think i was so stuck in my ego <laughs> ego mind and ego metrics that i didn't want to have a dead facebook group and i didn't want to have nobody in there that was like my biggest fear that i would start this group and nobody would show up And so I made it a point that my number one priority was going to be focusing on growth of the group. And I just put monetization aside. I put engaging the group aside. I just thought, how am I going to just, what I'm going to focus for the next 30 days. The only thing I'm going to focus on is growing my group. Now, when I'm thinking about growing the group, I'm like, okay, well, I need to entice them to come into the group. So what am I going to do to entice them to come into the group? And I remember, you know, so many lessons that came back from my financial world was that it was always having something to invite people to. So what can I create? What's the experience that I can create inside the group? What am I going to do inside the group that always has something to invite people? So I have a reason to invite people. I have a reason to direct people to go to the group. So call me a little bit crazy, but in the first six weeks of starting my group, I did Mm -hmm. three challenges, three five-day challenges, like one after the other, after the other. I thought, well, it's going to bring people in the group. It's going to create momentum. It allows me to get to know people. It creates that engagement. So I was telling everybody that I could about these events that I was putting on inside of the Facebook group to generate traffic coming into the group. Okay. And what did you learn from doing three challenges in a month? I'm sure there's a lot of lessons that came out of that. There's a lot of lessons. Yes. The first one, I I was like totally bummed. I spent so much time, effort, and energy putting it together. And I, I mean, I was like looking at people like deer in the headlights. I, I gave them so much to do. It's like I jam-packed a 12-week course into five days. <laughs> I thought I was doing them a favor. Mm-hmm. And so people were overwhelmed. And then I did even make an offer at the end because remember, I was like thinking to myself, like, I'm just focusing Christ, on growth. Christ, I'm just Christ. focusing on, right? Yeah. yeah. So I d- forgot to even make the offer. And then I was like, well, that was stupid. Quick, okay, send an yeah. email. Oh, by the way, I'm selling you something. It's really good. I promise. It's true. And, and so yeah. I didn't make the offer. And, but then I was engaging and connecting with people. Yeah. So I was building relationships. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this again because I, I want to do it again. And I, I always believe that do something three times before you decide whether or not you're going to keep doing it or decide whether or not it's working for you. I think that the first time, typically we never usually get it. <laughs> Most often we don't. Most we yeah. get beginner's luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you learned firsthand, don't do three challenges. You learned firsthand, don't overwhelm people, make it very simple. And you learned firsthand, you, you need to make an offer. So then how did you, um, what was it after all that? I'm, um, I'm going to guess you, you reflected, you maybe you journal, you whiteboarded. Okay, how do I make this a lot simpler and how do I focus on growth and monetization? Or was that, was that what happened or what was the next step after that month? Yeah, so, so um, definitely about making the offer, definitely about building relationships with people. Mm-hmm. I really got to know people, the members in the group and just really built two-way conversations and relationships and made invitations. At the time, I was selling private coaching. So I think it was around $5,000 that I was selling private coaching for. And so, um, so I had generated, so I was selling through enrollment conversations. So I was making invitations for people to come on. Now the challenges, however, in month two of my Facebook group, after having this huge win and I made $30,000, I was like, I'm amazing. I got this. I got it figured out. It was like, oh, that next month I ended up having 17 enrollment conversations and every single person said no. 
Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I bet <laughs> your like... hopes have been really high. Like, oh, crap, 17, yes. And then on call 15, you're like, am I actually going to get a sale here? So, oh, that would have been really tough. What did you learn from that? Were they just, you know, not the ideal client or um, not the right offer for them? I'm sure there's something that was going on. So I actually... I, I actually don't think, even though at the time I was like, people don't have money. Like we go through these stories. We make up excuses for our lack of results often. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was in the story, like people don't have money. It's the wrong people. I, this isn't working for me. All these things that were coming up. But when I really got honest with it was that I, I was, um, you know, if you, I don't know if you've ever read the book gay from gay Hendricks, it's called the big leap. And he talks about this concept that it's, um, an upper limit. He calls it an upper limit. So imagine that we all have like a thermostat setting in our life of how good our life can be, the things that we can have. And typically if there's one area of our life that's excelling and it's rocking it out and we're doing amazing and we're on fire, there's other areas of our life that are kind of in the toilet. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Now what are you talking about? Like health relationships, money, yes, that sort of thing. Yeah. Totally. And so what happens is that we have, we have this concept of this idea that we can't have it all. Like if we have one thing, we're suffering in another area. If, if something's, you know, and so anyway, it's like, it's like a thermostat setting. It's, and, and so if we go above temperature, the AC kicks in and brings us down, back down to that thermostat setting. So my, I was hitting this upper limit of what I thought was possible. And because I blew out of the park, like what I'd expect, I was trying to get to a, um, you know, a 10 K month and then to hit $30,000 was like, I was kind of mind blown really. Mm. And then I went to this whole, like, am I, can I do this again? Was it a fluke? Am I worth it? <laughs> Are people going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Is that fear of that? It was, it was like a fear of success almost. Totally. Yes. Yeah. And I think I just self-sabotaged myself like over and over and over again. And as I started getting more and more no's, I remember shifting the conversation in my head to say, like, stop licking my wounds and feeling sorry for myself and coming up with excuses. And instead saying, well, you know what, this gives me the opportunity to create a great story one day that I get to share with my clients, how Mm -hmm. I too had a massive failure and flop and felt like giving up, but I didn't. And here's what I learned from it. And so I shifted and okay, this is going to make a great lesson later. And instead of focusing on what wasn't working, I was focusing on the lesson I was going to be able to share as a result of it. And so we are talking about it today <laughs> that's smart that's really really smart hey i know you're really into um james wedmore uh that is you in his program and uh you've heard of jim fortin right yes yes so i was just listening to his program the other day uh or the podcast the other day and it was all about you are not your thoughts you're the thinker of your thoughts and you can create any thoughts you want and um um mate I, i'm not sure if you have when you listen to that or when you're going through that you were just having it's so hard to reprogram when you're just having those negative thoughts coming through all the time. But um, did you just have, how did you reflect and change your perspective so that you could take that failure and use it as a, a lesson to help people rather than just getting stuck in a thought loop over and over and over? Yeah, I've actually had um, both James Wedmore and Jim Fortin as um, done trainings for my programs oh, as well. Awesome. So they're they're amazing, and and you know it it is it's like this this it's this bizarre concept to even think that we have the opportunity to, to recognize that we're just the thinker of our thoughts. We're not our thoughts. And one of the things that I've um, one of one of the things that I've often said to myself is I'm just a thought away. I'm just one thought away from my biggest breakthrough. And so it gives me the opportunity to take a look and see like, okay, if I'm just one thought away, well, what is that thought? 
So it's obviously not what I'm thinking right now, because what I'm thinking right now is creating the results or the response that I'm getting. So if I'm just a thought away from my biggest breakthrough, what's the thought that's going to that's going to open up, uh, you know, open up that new possibility, knowing that our thoughts are going to trigger our emotions, which are going to trigger our actions or inactions and the stories that go along with it. And I think the biggest thing, um, the, 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 the biggest thing is recognizing that, you know, there's, there's no meaning attached to anything other than the meaning that we give it. Mm. And so when we can separate the circumstance so um, Burke Castillo has a great model of this, right? You're talking about like, if you can separate the circumstance, so you think of the circumstance. So let's say, let's say as an example, the 17 people that had 17 no's in a row, right? 17 no's in a row, that's the circumstance. Now at the time, at the beginning of that stage, I was like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. I can't do this. People don't have it. So that was the thought. Those were the thoughts that I was thinking. And as a result of those thoughts, what did it, what did it have me do? It had me um, right. Is, is that it had me, well, first of all, it had me feeling crappy and lousy and being in a negative headspace. And as a result of feeling lousy, the action that I would take would be that I would, I would show up to a call and I think, what's the point? Like, they're not going to say yes anyways. What's the point? So I'd start that call, not setting the intention of being of service yeah. to the person, but just thinking like, what's the point? Why even bother? Like, I'm not even going to get a yes yeah. anyways, which would obviously turn into someone not choosing to invest with me. Right. Mm. <laughs> But if, if, yeah. if we just take a look at the same circumstance and say, okay, the circumstance is 17 no's and that shift in perspective was just the change of the thought saying this is going to make a great lesson, right? So now it's shifting that, that thought. That thought then leads to a new feeling. The feeling is like um, hope, right? It's hope or, uh, or new possibility. And when I have hope and a new possibility and I'm getting on an enrollment call, I'm going to be way more present with that person. I am going to um, be hopeful that I'll be able to serve that person a deeper way, which is going to most likely lead to actually getting to the yes, which indeed it did. So I always like to look at it from that perspective as separating out the circumstance of the thing and stripping away any of the meaning attached to it so that you can look at it from that objective perspective. Separating the circumstance so you can step back and look at the meaning. Is that, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So just the fact, separate the fact from the, the meaning or the thought that goes with it. Okay. And, and while we're on, you're just one thought away from your biggest breakthrough. Is that, is that what you mentioned as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know we don't have all day, but what would be someone wants to start a Facebook group. They want to attract their ideal clients to the Facebook group. I know there's a lot that goes into it, but what are those key pillars that someone might want to be looking out for and not getting distracted by shiny objects on YouTube, on blogs, on like, just if you focus on these, I don't know how many steps there are, one, two, three, four, 10, five. But if you focus on these things, then you'll be a lot further ahead and not get distracted by shiny balls. So, um, so here's, here, well, there's two, two parts to this I would take a look at. Mm-hmm. So number one, the thoughts that we want to have if we're going to serve our community and build a group that's going to be engaged and connected is that the, there's three things that I really would take a look at. Number one is done is better than perfect. Absolutely. Stop trying to make it perfect. Stop trying to t- fiddle with everything to make the perfect post, the perfect image, the perfect anything done is better than perfect. The only way you're going to get results is being complete and being done. You're not going to get results from trying to make it perfect, which is never going to lead anywhere. So done is better than perfect. The second one Mm -hmm. for the thoughts that we want to have is, um, is selling is serving. Meaning that when you're selling, you're doing someone as one of the, this is a massive shift for me is selling and serving is that when I used to think that selling 
to someone was like, they were doing me a favor. Like if they bought from me, they were doing me a favor because they were exchanging money. When I shifted that perspective and recognized that I was the answer to the problem they were having, I was the answer to their prayers. I was, I was the solution that they were begging for, hoping for, searching for. And, um, and that was, would would be of service to them to let them know how I could help support them. It shifted my perspective then rather than it was me being of service to them versus thinking that they were giving to me. So selling is serving. The done is better than perfect. Selling is serving. And the third one is make it about them because it's not about you. And so often we make our, we make everything about ourselves. If people buy or don't buy, we tell us ourselves a story. It means something about us. If people engage or they don't engage, we tell us a a story about ourselves. If someone has a nasty comment, we tell, like we make up a story around it. Right. Yes. And so stop making it about Yes. So it's not about you. Make it about them. And when you focus, it's about them. You listen, you tune in, you hear what they say, you find their words, you find out what matters to them. And when people feel seen and when people feel heard, that's when they tune in. And that's when you're going to start to get the engagement and people tuning in and paying attention. So those are kind of my three perception shifts or thinking that you want to go into. And then when it comes to focus for strategy, there's only three things that you ever need to focus on in your Facebook group. Number one is you need mm-hmm. to be able to attract your members, right? Bring in new members and be attracting people. Two, three challenges a month. Yep. <laughs> Not quite that crazy, <laughs> but maybe one of us, one every six weeks, eight weeks. Um, so you want to attract your people. You want to engage your members, right? Engage them in conversation and connect with them. And the third is you want to convert them into buyers. So attract, engage, convert. If it doesn't fit into those categories, you don't need to be doing it. All right, I just want to recap on this from the audience. Number one, you want to get your thinking straight by done is better than perfect. Selling is serving and you want to make it all about them. But when it comes to strategy as a whole, we're going to look at first attracting your people, two, engaging with them, and then three, converting those people. That's our, You got it. That's yeah. our strategy. Now, getting people into the group, I'm going to, I, I think, I know there's so much, we, I don't want to get too tactile because this is a pod. We could get tactile, but this is a podcast. It's kind of hard to explain it over audio, but what are your, some of your best tips to, to get new people inside of your group? So how we were talking about before is thinking about like have something to invite people to, right? Mm-hmm. So what is it that you're going to give them? Just like you'd, you'd bribe someone to get on your email list. You'd give them a free gift. You'd give them something that would be like a checklist, a downloadable template or something that would give them a top answer to a top of mind problem or question that they have. You're going to do the same thing in your group. So you're going to give them something, whether it's a downloadable something, an answer to a question, a free training, something that you're going to invite them to. So something to invite them to. Once you've got that, then you got to tell people about it, right? Yeah. And so there's three forms of traffic that, that direct people to come into your group. And once you, nail your, once you nail this down and you start getting consistency of traffic, even if it's just a trickle each day, it doesn't matter. When you start getting consistency of traffic, Facebook is automatically going to show your group to people that are like-minded to similar yeah. to people to your members. So they'll do the marketing for you, but you've got to get that. that you've got to get at I least mentioned. that. Yeah. Exactly. So three forms of traffic. I know we're going through this quickly as well as um, you want to have free traffic, which is, you know, where maybe you're going on a podcast or maybe you're doing a blog or maybe you're going to an event or you're speaking or you're doing something, right? So that's free method, social media, where you're letting people know, hey, I've got this thing, come to the group to yeah. go get it. Yeah. Like awareness, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So you've got that piece. Now, the second type of traffic is paid traffic, right? So you're paying for ads, you're paying for Facebook ads, you're paying for Instagram ads, Google ads, whatever you're paying for, paying for speaking, you're paying for media. There's multiple ways that you can be paying for stuff. And if you're paying for traffic, you're again, giving, offering to give something for free and you're directing them to the group to get it. The third method of traffic, which I think is one of the most effective ways for traffic at a pace that is going to outperform most, and the beauty of it is typically free, is a joint venture traffic. So this is where you have the opportunity where you can do like an interview series inside your Facebook group and all the people you're interviewing or promoting to their following in their list. You're bringing in an influx of people. It could be a giveaway where people are giving away certain gifts or you can have a you know, friend that's inviting people. You're doing a cross swap interview with another Facebook group host. So you're directing people in. So you've got free, mm-hmm. you've got paid, and then yep. you're going joint venture traffic and yep. you're teasing your thing to those people. Okay, cool. Now, I, we've got everyone so excited. Um, however, one thing my coach always teaches me, teaches me is to set expectations with clients before, you know, it just goes off the rails um, and people don't get disappointed. What, what would be, okay, let's just say they follow everything that I teach you, what everything that you teach Christine, they follow to the T. What would be an appropriate timeline for them, for them to think, okay, I'm going to achieve roughly this many members by trying to leverage awareness, paid ads, and hopefully a JV, if I can, if I can manage that, what would be like from zero to 500 members, what would be that rough time investment you think people need to put in? So, so it, here's the thing too, we're talking a lot about thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Like our perception and our thinking. And I think that makes a big difference because I've had students that have, you know, had a thousand Facebook group members in 30 days and I've had students that have had, you know, 20 Facebook group members in an entire month. Yep. And so I don't think it's relevant for how much time is being spent into it as much as it is narrowing your focus. It's not about being all the places, doing all the things. I would really encourage if you're starting out to be focusing on either free or joint venture. I wouldn't add paid advertising until you start to have some level of confirmation and mastery with what you're doing. But if you do joint venture, if you do a joint venture traffic strategy, and let's say you're doing a giveaway inside of your group or an interview series in your group for a few weeks or, you know, within your group, you could easily get to those 500 members first, your next 500 members um, in that 30 day window. If you are following along and did all the steps and follow up and making sure those people are promoting and sharing, is that guaranteed? No. No. Is it possible? 100%. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, while, while I'm just, you just pick me, pick my curiosity, you know, if someone's new, they might be listening, like, okay, I want to start this. What do I have to offer someone who already has an audience? Like what's in it for them? Um, how would you make it worthwhile for that, to, to share that audience with someone when they're feeling like, mm, it's kind of like one way. So when you're starting, think about it from this perspective too, if you're earlier stages and you're starting, you don't need to reach out to people if you're just if you're creating the experience inside of your group and there's a, you know there's ways that you can create this experience first where they go do an opt-in and and it's a little bit more complicated but if we're like thinking about it from the simplified version and you're hosting this in your group if you just look at people let's say you're just starting and you reach out to people and maybe they have a thousand facebook group members or 500 facebook group members and let's say over a 30-day period of time you have different people that are coming in to be a guest expert and then they get to invite their people there well they're going to get exposure to 
you know, all of those different people. So 30 days, 30 different people, we're going to have all 30 different people that are bringing their members to come to this experience and come to this event. So not only they're bringing some of their people, but they have the opportunity to tap into and build an audience of warm people that are based on, um, based on other people that are bringing people into the group. So they get to be expert for the day. They have the opportunity to collaborate with other speakers. They have the opportunity to gain exposure. And as you start to grow and develop, you have the opportunity to head up and build relationships and connections with um, people that might have bigger names. Ah, okay. Okay. That makes sense now. Now I, I would love to get into engage and convert. However, we'll, we'll be here for a while. So um, I'll ask, uh, I'm more than happy for you to, um, I'll get to sort of like how people can work with you a little bit more and get to know a bit better, but I would like to ask a few personal questions first. That's okay with you. Um, so Christina, where, what's your vision for the next six to 12 months? Where do you want to go in your business? Oh, that's a good question. As I can say, long-term vision, I'm like very dialed into that. Yeah. Um, so I know sure twofold. My, my long-term vision is creating millionaires. I am mm-hmm. on a mission to creating a thousand millionaires, not just in income in their business, but in regards to like having a net worth and experience for that. So what I know for looking at six to 12 months out in order for me to be able to create those thousand millionaires, it means that I get to create and pop as many six figure earners as possible. So yeah. if I'm looking at for the next six to 12 months, um, the vision is really being able to build that big pool of six figure earners that I get to elevate and move along the line into stepping into that billionaire status. So along the way to your 1000 million uh, coaches, consultants, people you've helped, it's about along that six to 12 month mark is about is getting as many six figure people or six figure mark coaches, consultants, course creators above that mark. Is that right? Yes. That's the stepping stone. Okay, great. Now to, in order to get you there, you know, what's that one thing that you're a bit scared of that, you know, you need to focus on in order to achieve that goal? Mm, that's a good question. I think that, um, I'm, I'm a weird person like this in the sense, like when I'm scared of stuff, I typically lean into things. I was scared of swimming. So I thought I was going to do a triathlon to get over my fear of swimming. So I, I don't necessarily enjoy it or like it, but I lean into fear, but I'd say probably the thing that, that I've been hesitating on more than anything, probably because there is some fear there as well of not fully stepping into it um, is also in regards to team expansion. And I think we get really comfortable you know, I've had such a close knit, tight, tight knit team for, you know, I started my business six years ago. We've got a multiple seven figure company now, and the team has been growing. And as the team grows, there's less that one-to-one connection with each of the team members, which means that I'm letting go of more and there's developing leaders within the company to be leading other people. And as a result of that, that can feel really scary because it's like, it's your baby, it's your yes. tea. It's like the, what you've built and created and, and your values that are, you know, and, and, and ensuring that um, that carries through to all the way through to, right to the clients. So yeah. I think that's something. Is that because you maybe had that connection when you were first growing, you had that maybe one or two people and you're working with them really closely. And now that it's grown, it's like, you didn't want to let go of that because that was the fun part. Maybe because you weren't alone being an entrepreneur anymore. You you had a few people you were close with. And then now it's, it's going back the other way, but in sort of like a different sort of scenario. Is is that, was that, is that what's happening? 
Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like this close knit family, right? Yeah. And, it's, and, it, and it's growing, and and so just think about it. you have like extended relatives, like you have your immediate family, and then you start having extended relatives, and they're still part of your family. But that sort of nucleus of your family is like that immediate family, and those people that are super close to you. But you can't possibly have that level of closeness with all of your extended family as it reaches out. So it's a different, it's a different experience. Yeah. You know, I ask these questions at the end to a lot of the guests and your response is very similar to everyone else. So you're not alone. You're in the same boat. You're in the same boat. <laughs> all right. So Christina, you've got the floor. I'd love if you could tell my audience a little bit about where they can find you online. If you've got something coming up like an event or, or something like that, more than welcome to, to share everyone on the, uh, on my platform. Go for it. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. You guys, I'm going to put together because one of the things when you're starting your Facebook group or you already have an existing Facebook group and you want to be expand, you know, it's expanding and growing from there um, is you're going to need, there's three things that you really need to kind of set the foundation for your group. First one is having the perfect name. So I'm going to put together a little bundle for you guys. So there's three things in there. First thing mm-hmm. you're going to need is to have the perfect name. So I'm going to drop in my naming blueprint. It's a formula that you get to drop in and it's going to help you come up with that perfect name. So when people stop by your group, you're like, yep, that's the room I want to be in. And they're going to click to join. The second thing you want is to be able to write the perfect intro post that allows your members to recognize you as the leader of the group, see you as the authority, but also um, not be like braggadocious in essence, but be able to create connection and, and relate to your people. So the perfect intro post will give you a little template for that. And you can just drop in the blanks and fill in your specific details. And then the third thing is like, we were talking about, you need members, mm. right? And so I've got a little um, five-step mini course for you guys. And I'd say most people that really focus on following through the steps of this little mini course can get the, those, those first or next hundred members inside of their Facebook group in just a few days. And so it'll be some steps that you guys can take for free. So this is free traffic method to be able to get those members coming in. So we'll drop in that bundle for you guys. And what's the, what's the link? Do you know the link yet? We will do deliveryourgenius.com forward slash jewels. Oh, awesome. I love it on the fly at links. Um, awesome. So, and, and you and everyone else can find you on Instagram as Christina Jandali. That's the main place you hang out on social media. Christina um, at Christina.Jandali on Instagram and Facebook is Deliver Your Genius. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Christina. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot. (laughs) Thanks for having me. No problem. Hey, this is Jules here. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. I really appreciate it. So if you want to go check out my guests, freebie, what they spoke about, learn a little bit more about them. Maybe they've got an event they spoke about on the podcast. You're going to find all the information below in the podcast notes. And on top of that, if you really enjoyed the podcast, if you absolutely loved Storytelling Secrets, I'd really appreciate it if you go leave a review on iTunes. It helps get the podcast out to more people and uh, I'd be really, really grateful. On top of that, if you leave a review, a written review, I'd be more than happy to read it out on air. So you're more than welcome to drop a note, say hello to a friend, promote your business, whatever. The mic is yours, so to speak. So other than that, Thank you so much for listening. Go leave a review and I'll see you next time on the podcast.